Today, we get to interview a good friend of mine named Melissa Weber. She owns Teddy Media Productions, uh, which she focuses on video and marketing. Um, Overall, she's a very positive and kind human being who brings so much positivity to this world. Uh, I've been lucky enough to know her for just about a year. Um, However, it's felt like it's been much longer than that. She's been helping spew out training with a lot of things all to do with marketing and overall just business advice that she has. She has a master's uh, on the business side of things. Um, But overall, she's one of those people that, you know, really has taken herself to a new level uh, personally and professionally. And her story, I think, can resonate with anybody at home. Uh, Overall, we'll stick to, you know, hearing her story and what's it like to be an entrepreneur in this day and age. And she'll give us some tips and tricks on how we can be more organized in our lives. And hopefully you'll leave feeling really inspired. So let's dive into Melissa's story. Enjoy. I am here with a good friend of mine named Melissa Weber. Melissa, how are you doing? I am great. How are you? I'm great. I have been looking forward to this podcast probably since we met each other. I think we like talked about it like within a couple of weeks of knowing each other that we were going to have to bring you on to the podcast. And for point of reference for people, Melissa was somebody who really encouraged me when I first started it, um, as well as had a ton of ideas uh, for what I can, you know, potentially be doing with it and, and just gave me a lot of inspiration. So I just really appreciate that. Woo, yes. It's been super fun and it's been a interesting evolution for us, I feel. That's for sure. Well, so yeah. Melissa owns her own company called Teddy Media Productions, which yeah. is a marketing company um, that does a lot. She she yes. is in the marketing space, but she also uh, is a jack of all trades, I would say. Um, I yeah. think that's fair to say. She's very yes. versatile, um, but she came from the corporate world, you know, and she had a, had a very successful run in the corporate world and decided, and she'll share her story, but decided one day, hey, I think I, I want better for myself. I want a little more flexibility. I want to be able to kind of really, you know, get to my creative mind and hopefully inspire others. And she's just somebody who, when I first met her, uh, I just knew like, this is somebody I have to know. And and how we got to know each other was a friend of ours, Brendan Donahue. Uh, he's a chiropractor. Hey. Shout out Donahue Chiropractic. They're great. They're off Watson Road <laughs> in, in, in St. Louis, right down the road from Ted Drew. So if you need it, quick little plug for Brennan. Uh, there you go. We're filming a video, coach and chiropractor getting together and Melissa's orchestrating it. And she just had amazing energy. She made me feel super comfortable, made me feel like, okay, I can do this. I'm not nervous behind the camera. And then afterwards she needed a running coach. And that's kind of how we were able to connect. But from there, I feel like we've just had this opportunity to have so many great conversations, so many great opportunities now professionally. Um, and I feel so grateful for that, but now that we kind of have a backstory on you, Melissa, can you share a little bit more about that perspective of like what you were doing like over a year ago, you know, and cause it, oh you God, lived a different yeah. life. I lived a completely different life. So it's like so crazy to think about because, so I graduated from college. So I guess I'll just start there. So I graduated from college in 2011. So I got a major in media. Um, I went into working for a pet food company that was here in St. Louis and they were on their way to hundred million. If people, um, don't know, like private equity or purchasing, like when you hit hundred million in rolling revenue, that's like a big deal. I didn't know that. I didn't know that much about business really, or anything. Like I was going into an inside sales role. So I went in there And that was when I really like started to really dig business. And so I did that for three years and we hit the hundred million. It was really cool. And then, um, I ended up working for a manufacturing company, which is what I did the last five years. So it was a manufacturing company. I worked technically like customer service. It's kind of a long drawn out explanation of what the department really did. Um, but I basically managed, ended up managing a team. Uh, we did a lot of like logistical stuff and demand management and analysis and a lot of different things like that. But it was, um, it was crazy. So we had two private equity buyouts while I was there. We had a lot of acquisitions while I was there, which if you've ever been part of an acquisition, it's like a nightmare. It doesn't have to be a nightmare, but a lot of times it is because it's just not organized. Um, and I, I mean, there's definitely, it's hard because I have a lot of, um, good things that happened and I learned a ton in that amount of times so was like eight years in the corporate environment. Um, but it was apparent to me like very quickly that that was not 
for me, just mostly too, because I never had control of my time. So I think the control of your own time and your own schedule and like, I don't need to be here nine hours a day to prove that I'm productive or that like, this is a, a productive money-making activity um, really bothered me. And plus just like the politics of corporate life is kind of rough. Um, so within the eight years, I ended up getting my MBA at Webster University. Go Gorlocks. Holler. <laughs> I'm like, holla. Um, but so I got my MBA and I mean, not that you need an MBA to do like business, obviously, but, um, for me, it really helped me cause I had my undergrad in, in media. Um, and then I fell in love with business. So then I was just like, okay, well maybe we could do that. So, um, I had imagined leaving corporate for like years. I mean, like literally as depressing and like crazy as it is, is like you're sitting in your office, like looking out the window, like <laughs> so sad and you just want to leave, but like, you don't know how to leave. And you're like, everything's overwhelming and you don't know, like, it's just, it's hard. It's really hard when you don't have a clear path, but that's entrepreneurship, as you know, like it's not clear. You just keep making a path as you go, you know? So, um, there was a situation that happened that really was just like, I'm, I'm done. And so I gave them a month and I was like, all right, I'm out after a month, you know, like, thanks for the memories. And, uh, and then COVID hit. So it was like February 4th, 2020 is when I left my job. And then, um, I think and then the shutdown was like middle of March. So I had like a little bit of amount of time to do things, but it was pretty terrifying. So yeah, that was the beginning of it. And no, Is it's, that the it's question? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was so exciting. It's so exciting just hearing you talk about that. And, and I want to point out something that you brought up because I think there could be a lot of people that could benefit from this episode sure. that might be working right now in a job that they're not super happy with. And you know, they might, they might appreciate their employer and be grateful for the opportunity to have a job, but it might not be what they want to do long-term and they could potentially be listening to this in their right. office, kind of staring out the window. And, and today when we're, when we're filming here in, on April 20th, it is snowing in St. Louis. And so just add that to the yeah. mix of, of depression, you know, yeah, when, you're, right. when you're in that cubicle space. Um, but, but you spoke about that, right. like, you know, you felt that way and it was hard for you, but at the same time, you still made that active choice to, to obviously leave it and eventually start your own business. Yeah. At that period of time, did you know, okay, I'm leaving for Teddy Media or, did, or was this just kind of an evolution? Like, hey, I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to go find myself. Yeah, I think like I knew I wanted to do something in business, obviously, but I didn't know like what I guess my skill set that I could sell was. Um, and then so I grew I grew up making videos, which is really silly because they're I mean, they were not like professional videos, obviously. It was like me and my cousin and one of my like best friends growing up. We would just make the most ridiculous videos. And you know, like Jerry Springer, like Ricky, like, like ridiculous talk show, like scary movies and stuff. So I always loved it. I would I would I did it in school, like in my middle school class. Like I I would do book reports or like reports, but in video form and people like ate it up and loved it. Um and so it was fun. And I was just like, okay, I have to figure out something that I can sell to people. And the video market is just really expensive. So, you know, uh, like a single video for a lot of production companies is like four thousand dollars starting rate. So I was like, okay, how can we package it to where it's like it's accessible to small businesses because small business is what I care about the most because I think it's the, the most, um, honest and the most, um, I don't know, just the most passionate there's, there's not this kind of like elevated greed happening, so to speak, but, um, no. So I was just like, all right, I can make a video company. Uh, I'm going to name it after this possum that used to live in my backyard because I love possums. <laughs> It's going to be weird and like branded, but like I'm weird. So like, and then I just kind of started off from there. So it was, um, I had some quick, like, uh, momentum too at the very beginning, which was encouraging, but then also just like, and then COVID hit and it was just like, shit, you know, like, what am I going to do now? Like, I can't even attempt to even give free things away because no one, we can't physically meet. Like I'm in an industry where you have to physically meet the person in order to, to make money. So, um, so yeah, that was interesting. 
yeah, how did you adapt to that? Because there's a lot of momentum going on in this, this could be applicable to anybody's lives. It could be that you're right. about to leave your job and you think everything's great. There could be a death in the family or there could be, you know, a divorce right. things that these unforeseeable things that happen. And, and to commend you is that you did not allow that to stop you yeah. from doing what you're doing, sure. which for a lot of yeah. people, I, I don't know if they could necessarily say the same things, but just kind of going back to the question of like, what was it for you that led you to keep going, even though like it wasn't a perfect scenario. Like you said, like you could not physically meet with people. I'm sure that right. went out of the sales. Right. Yeah. And so I think like, it's funny because, um, my aunt just left a job that she had been in for like 46 years. And she's like, the big thing that I can feel now is like relief. And I, I can't eat. So me leaving my corporate job, the amount of relief and like, anxiety release that I felt, I was like, I can't ever go back. Like I, I knew that there, there was no going back to it because I wouldn't like literally be able to like live my life, which sounds dramatic, but when you're in, I mean, it's your job, it's what you're doing all day, every day. And so it's like exhausting. Um, so knowing that like, I couldn't go back and that also everybody else was at that time in the same spot was a little bit comforting where it was just like, everybody's doing like shitty. So, um, and then just also knowing that like, okay, six months from now, maybe what would I do six months from now? You know what I mean? Like trying to look down the road a bit and then just trying to stay present, which me and you know this, that I'm not very good at doing that. (laughs) So that was like a challenge, but it really was mostly the, terrifying idea of trying to go back to a situation that I knew I wouldn't like without sounding overly dramatic survive. Like I, I knew like it was like selling my soul at that point. And I was just like, okay, I can't do that. And as scary as, as the unforeseen was, it was like, I'd rather deal with that than try to go back dealing to the problem that I did for eight years. Like there was just no way I was going to do that. So there's, there's so much to unpack there. And I think like the ultimate lesson in itself is that, you know, like, even though it didn't look like it was maybe what, what you thought it was going to be maybe in February when you left yeah. or whatever the case was, it was still a heck of a lot better. It was a better solution for you. It was yeah. better for you personally. And I think there's right. a lot of times in life where, you know, you're doing the right thing. Um, even if you're not seeing the results, we use that in the running world. Like right. you know, how yeah. many <laughs> I told you, you know, you're running really well, you're doing great, but yeah. you've got a race to, to prove that, you know, and, right. and for, for people during COVID, I, I mean, it was hard to, to success. It was hard to really measure success if you weren't producing anything, uh, right. even if you were wor- producing in the sense of getting kind of those, you know, sure, results times. that you would have exactly, um, in a normal situation, but you know, you're putting your work in, you know what you're doing, you know, talk to me a little bit about that, that perspective. Like, are you at that point? Um, are, is that encouraging you to more reach out and try to pivot differently in terms of the way that you thought you were going to do things? Because when I met you, I think it was probably, probably July or, or, or some, sometime yeah. in the summer during the pandemic. And you had found a, a way to actually be doing what you want to be doing, um, and filming people. Right. Sure. Yeah. And so, I think it was like, and I, again, I have to give so much kudos to Brennan, like Dianahi Chiropractic, like they really like allowed me to figure out how to do things uh, because he was so open and supportive that it was like, okay, if I can replicate what I'm doing with him with other people, then I'm going to be in an okay spot. So it, it was kind of, um, it, it was hard because you can't, you couldn't tell where everybody was at at that point in time. So it was like, are you comfortable if I come in a mask? Are you comfortable if maybe, you know, I'm far away or like, would you be comfortable after X period of time or just trying to figure out really what the mindset of most people is or was, or if even like, you know, cause marketing budgets at that point were low, you know, people were just trying to survive during the pandemic, especially small businesses. So, um, it was trying to like, figure out a good balance of being safe, obviously, but also like I have to make money at some point in time. (laughs) Well, and then, and then at the same time, all this is happening, I sold my house. So I had a home, I had a, you know, I was there by myself. I'm single. I'm a, um, had bought it two and a half years prior to that. I had a house and that was like one of the scary things about leaving a corporate stable job is that you're, you don't know exactly where all your money is going to come up from the months ahead. So 
I had also sold my house and ended up making a decent amount of money um, from that sale, which turned out to be really crazy. Um, but it worked, you know, worked out. So that was also an, it alleviated the immediate need of like, if I don't have a paycheck and two weeks, like I'm bust, you know, I was, I luckily didn't fall into that category, but to your point, it's like, you do have to figure out ways to either sell the product or at least feel like there's a future product in the near future, not two years from now, like, Hey, in a couple of months, people are going to be able to like, Oh, okay. I'm going to invest in this, you know, unusual marketing. Cause it's video marketing is not a standard marketing tool that people are used to investing in at this point. Um, so that's kind of like another battle It's kind of explaining why it's important investment in the first place. So I'd say that was probably like one of the bigger hurdles is just explaining to people why it's important to get your face out there and, and your voice and your personality. And, you know, it's important. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's a conversation that you have so much with me. It's like, Mark, yeah. put your face out there more. You know, I've, I've always kind of been somebody that, you know, I want the attention until I get it. So I, I sometimes shy sure. away from actually doing some of the things that I need to be doing, but kind of going back to how it pertains to you and, you know, what you're doing, uh, by starting a business coming out of a corporate job, you know, and then selling your house. I mean, just, I can just imagine somebody at home right now who, who maybe hasn't taken this step yet. And they're probably thinking, man, that's not the path that I thought it would take to be successful. You know, I, I, maybe you're thinking like, Oh, you leave your job and you immediately have a business and you immediately do that. It's like these, these things in our heads, you know, like it, it shows us that when it comes down to being an entrepreneur, nothing is, nothing is pretty. It's all sloppy. And then we get to a point where, you know, we can clean it up and then all of a sudden it's clean (laughs) and then something gets messed up again. And then somebody else (laughs) comes in and we think it's clean and says, this is really dirty. And then you have to clean it up again. There's a a whole whole effect to that. Uh, But I'm just even thinking about the way that you raise some capital and in the sense that you raise capital by selling your house. I mean, what a good lesson that is for, for somebody that's trying to go into business is I think there's often that mindset, like I have to get an investor in this way, or I have to raise money this way, but there's a lot of different ways that people start businesses. Um, you know, one great thing that, uh, I mean, uh, there's a running store here in St. Louis with a big river running company. And I forget the entire story, but one of the co-founders of it, Ben Rosario had won a race, um, the U S championships and he had won a significant amount of cash and that ended up being some seed money for their business, you know? So, so for in that case, he actually right. went out, ran a race, earned that money. You know, just I think it's right. Exactly. It's it's cool how you can do it. And I think for anybody kind of at home that's thinking about starting a business or kind of getting there at some point or just want to even know the ins and outs. Um, it's not always what you think it is. Do, can no. you speak on that in terms of, uh, you oh know, just God. just, <laughs> you know, you sell your I house. Mean, it's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it's terrifying. It's like, it's not easy. So I ended up in this in a very um, odd year, obviously, um, in a very odd situation. So I would never like tell someone, hey, go replicate what I did. But I, I do agree, like you have to get creative, like forget anything that you have ever heard. Forget like the creative ways that you can come up with bootstrapping a company, which is so funny because I literally just Googled bootstrap. <laughs> like you, you hear people talk about it all the time and you know, you can raise money in venture capital or you can get a loan or you can do all these different things. And those are fine options. Um, but really figuring out how you can just get excess cash. And maybe that's working a part-time job. Like if you have the ability to work part-time and have consistent um, income, that's bootstrapping your company. You know, it's, it's not just because you're, um, dumping hordes of cash into, um, something at one time that doesn't necessarily have to be the solution. It can be a slow progression. It's not going to happen overnight, obviously, but, um, getting creative and being sloppy and like just literally going, which I think is, I think that's the hardest part for anybody is they want to feel like, I'm secure a month from now. I'm secure three months from now. I'm secure six months from now. Like they want to have that comfort blanket of that mentality. And when you're starting a business, especially like you just can't think like that because, and you can have money. I mean, I would, I would have loved to have, you know, $30,000 just sitting in the bank being like, I don't give a shit what happened, you know, like no big deal, (laughs) but that's just not, 
what happened. I did end up making, you know, a good chunk of money on the house, but it was also like, I'm not just going to go spend it on frivolously. You know, I ended up moving in with my parents, which has been a fun journey. (laughs) No, but I, which I am very grateful for, you know, a lot of people aren't um, in a position to do something like that. But so I think it is getting creative and figuring, just figuring it out. It's a lot of figuring it out. And Melissa, Melissa is not only, you know, one of my athletes, but she's obviously become a really good friend. And she also has been helping my business be our training with a lot of the marketing help and something that we both, I think, enjoy. I will speak for Melissa. She can tell me if not, but <laughs> our, our Monday conversations and these Monday conversations, they talk probably about 15% of the work and then about, you know, about the other 85% <laughs> yeah. of it um, just goes to just overall marketing and, and life conversations that I really benefit from. And something sure. that I think is really cool about you is that you speak so like with so much confidence. I mean, I think that's so important for young women to see, um, you know, somebody like yourself being in a position where you did something that was really scary, uh, in terms of leaving, you know, stability. I mean, you know, like what does stability mean? You know, it's the, it's the means to every day of your life feeling, you know, like you have meaning, right. And you feel like you can get there. And then one day you said, okay, I'm going to go after myself. Like I'm going to find me and I'm going to go as far as I can for me because I only get one life. I only get one opportunity at this. You know, do you, do you draw back to any like mentors or do you draw back any experiences that kind of gave you this confidence to be this badass entrepreneur that you've become? Oh, you're so sweet. Um, I, I don't know. I can't like pinpoint any one person. It's honestly been something I felt kind of super alone in like most of my life. So when I was like, growing up, I wanted to be an actress. We've talked about this briefly. So I was like, I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to get famous. And like, that's going to be, but I always loved the story of me becoming famous more than I like wanted to like act. So it's like a weird thing for me that now that we're in the digital world that we're in, it's, it's funny to me that now I'm like telling stories of people and telling their kind of like, um, wins and their impacts and, it's just funny how the evolution happens. But, um, I always like growing up was like, why do people do stuff that they hate? Like I never understood that. And then you get into the world and you're like, Oh, because you have bills and because you want to get married and you want to have kids. And there's like all these other variables that are also important. I don't want to take away anything from that end of it. Um, but I think not focusing on like, what really makes you who you are and like what I forget the quote of it is like, um, like what the world needs is are more people who um, like find what lights them up. Like, and when you can find that and we have more people doing that, like the world would be different. And so I've never lost that kind of mentality. um, And I have a lot of conviction and the things I believe in deeply, which I think is, um, I mean, part just educating myself on a lot of different things, but, um, can also cause me to be a little, uh, argumentative <laughs> or, or confrontational sometimes, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of women in my family and so I think them being, you know, badasses in all their own rights, you know, I have a lot of well-educated people in my family, uh, but it's been, it's definitely been a windy, it's a windy road. It's not something that you know, you feel great about all the time. Cause you don't, even if I like, I have certain things I'm super confident about and I'll be like, yeah, like I know what I'm talking about. And like, I will fight you to the death about it. And then there's other things where I'm just like, Oh my God, I don't know what I'm talking about. And someone's going to find out that I don't know what I'm talking about. And then later on you find out that you kind of didn't know what you're talking about, but that's just like a life experience. It takes a while. I would say any, but in my twenties, my twenties were terrible. Like not, they weren't terrible, but they're hard. You're, you know, when you're just living and learning and taking things as they come, it's like exhausting. (laughs) So I'm 32 now. So I feel like my thirties have progressively um, brought more confidence than maybe I've had in the past for sure. 
Well, it's the, I mean, it's the cliche quote that you're always a work in progress, you know, that, yes. uh, you know, somebody had a, a funny meme about, uh, I 44 for those of you in St. Louis, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. always under construction. And it was like, the quote was like, you know, uh, something along the lines of, I, I, I forget the, you know, specific verbatim on it, but it was, yeah. it was, uh, it was like, you'd be more like I 44 and be a work in progress. We'll love you for it. You know, and exactly. you know, I 44 <laughs> hasn't been perfect for years, but, uh, you know, it was an analogy that kind of resonated with me and, obviously some humor in it, but I mean, I think a lot about yourself and I think about your journey and it's, um, it's, it's really inspiring. And I know it's inspiring for people that are, you know, just watching from, from the outside. I know myself, I know Brennan, other people that, you know, that know you, we just get so excited about your business, but really a lot of it is the energy that you bring to it. And I think that's unique, you know, and I, and as a business owner myself, I mean, you just cannot be successful in your job in, if in, especially, especially for a job like our, where you are the one, you know, running the ship, like you're the only right. one in, in the decision-making, you're the only one that's, you know, producing, writing the emails, all this stuff, stuff. Right. not have that fire. Like if you don't have that, almost that F you mentality a little bit, yeah. it's going right. to be really hard because yeah. you got to protect yourself. You got to protect your brand. I mean, I've, we, yeah. Melissa and I are the best part about our relationship is that we can go there in terms of, you know, I can challenge her. She can challenge yeah. me. Yes. And we have great conversations, but what I almost, a lot of times I do it because I want to see her almost in a lot of ways, like defend (laughs) what she's doing just to get that fire going. Because it's, it's, it's something that I think business owners and people have to, to work on more. We have to protect ourselves. We have to believe in what we're doing. You got to know our stuff. Like you got to know what your brand is. You got to know who you are. You got to know how you're going to deliver this service to whatever, you know, whoever it is that comes and walks through the door. And I, and I think so much about that. And I think that's, that's totally relatable to everything that you kind of do in your job. When you were in your job in corporate, you know, I I think about this a lot when it comes to like myself personally, like I do a lot Mm -hmm. of things that I did when I was a salesman or a lot of things that I did when, you know, I learned this in school or whatever the case was. And now I've kind of taken all those things and built my own strategy in my own career. Um, Do you, do you take a lot of the stuff that you've used in your previous careers and and now use that into what you're doing now? Yeah, hundred percent. And that's why it's hard for me, like looking back to be, obviously I don't regret anything that I did. And it's like, it, it was definitely a mentally exhausting position to be in. Um, at the same time, like the amount of stuff I learned and you don't know that until you're talking to somebody and you're like, Oh, well, Hey, I learned all this crap like back then. And I can totally apply it to the same situation. Um, so a lot of it does. And especially managing people, I think helped me a lot. Like when you have to manage other people and, like foster those relationships of like, I have to tell you when you did something dumb and then also like, but I'm going to make you feel okay about it afterward. And then hopefully you won't do it again. So it's kind of like a weird, um, and I like managing people. So that was, that was a really important, um, thing for me to learn, especially as my business and businesses progress is that's going to be something that is important to me is like developing people. Um, so those things are like crazy. And the people is a big reason why I, it took me so long to leave because I, I love people and being around people. And, um, even though I had some, you know, not fun experiences, like my boss and like working with people every day that I, I really enjoyed was a benefit. So it also gave me a perspective of like, Hey, these are the cool things that, you know, when I have a big company someday, that's what I would want to bring with it. And it's like, how do you not lose the cool camaraderie parts of it, but also like not do like shady stuff <laughs> in yeah, my so, opinion. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've said this a lot. I've said this on previous podcasts before, but it's so easy when you're in, like when you're in a position where you're the employee to almost backseat quarterback everything and say, Oh, well, when yeah. I leave, this is how I'm going to do it. And in a lot of right. cases, that is how you do it. You know, you, you find mm-hmm. ways to do it a better way treat people differently or whatever the case is. Um, but you also, you also gain a lot of respect for maybe right. why that person does it this way, or maybe why that company hasn't changed that. Not, justifying, but almost understanding right. hey, this is a different kind of way of thinking that I just wasn't aware of. I wasn't in a position to right. almost think this way. Um, and, and I think that's just kind of the evolution of becoming your own boss, you know, and figuring yeah. out what's my taste going to be. And, and I love what you just mentioned right there. It's like, you got to find you. You got to find yeah. how you want to deliver your product. You want to find how you're going to speak to your customers, how you're going right. to, you know, your work ethic, all those different things. And it's, it's that fire that keeps you going. And mm-hmm. you're somebody that 
always is learning. I mean, you're always researching your industry that you're in. You're always learning different stuff. We're always talking about different things. I mean, that's something yeah. I've always really admired about you. How important yeah. is that continuing education for you? And what kind of advice would you have for somebody out there that's in their own career or in a new business out there that, you know, maybe is trying to evolve um, how you've kind of, you know, taken those specific things and, and helped you become better at what you're doing? Sure. So I think like, I guess this goes back to like confidence of like, I'm very confident in my ability to learn. So like, even if I don't know something or maybe I'm not the best at it, I'm very, very confident that I can learn really quickly. And that's one access to resources. So like almost anybody who has access to the internet can learn literally anything. And they just have to identify the amount of time investment that they're going to do for that. And then also just like take the time to learn it, you know, like, I, that's a hard thing to kind of broad brush because I know learning is different for lots of people. It's maybe easier for me to just read something and then know how to apply it. Um, but for me, that's been something that I've learned, especially from working in corporate is that you go through training programs and I was always somebody who learned really quickly, but I would say too, that I, I learn quickly when I understand the whole scope of it which is why I consider myself more of like a full business person as opposed to just marketing. Cause a lot of marketing is this one, like here's your piece and then you leave and no one cares about what happens to it. But my thinking is very full circle. Um, and so that's probably something that has helped me a lot is that like, if somebody says a word to me that I don't know, you can bet your ass either I'm Googling it as we speak or I Googled it like right after our appointment. And then now and the next time we talk, I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, I know what that is, you know, or just, and you know, there's a lot of buzzwords. So there's a lot, just a, like a lot of industry words that people say, and it's not, you probably already know it, it, what it is, but you've just never heard it explained that way. So it's trying to like manage the verbiage in a lot of ways too. Like when I first started at my, the pet food company, I didn't know what a margin was like a price margin. And I was like, Oh my God. And I was in, in inside sales. So I was like selling stuff and they're like, well, the margins are that good. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, shit, what the hell is a margin? <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. You know, I was a media major. It's like butter. I didn't know what, what, <laughs> no, but it was like, it's crazy. So I think it's like not freaking yourself out that you have to know every single thing about everything that everybody else is in the same boat, whether they pretend that they are or not. Like people will act like, like I do, like I'll act like I know something and I don't. And other people do that too, though. Because you're just trying not to like let people know that you're a fake person who doesn't really know all this stuff, but it's just like these random droplets sometimes that you just miss. And I don't think it's something to kind of like quit over or get freaked out about. Um, but figuring out what resources you can find and also the people that you surround yourself with, I think is like super important because I mean, and I said this to you recently when we were at that Cardinals game and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm at this Cardinals game with people I didn't know a year ago. You know, it's like when you put yourself in environments that are fostering the thing that you're trying to learn, like if I'm trying to learn how to be a doctor, I'm not going to go hang out with a chef. Like I'm going to go hang out with other doctors and hopefully they can tell me like how to do all the shit that I need to learn. But it's just like, it's uncomfortable to try to put yourself in those situations when you're not sure, you're not sure that you know everything that you should know, even though it doesn't really matter. Well, this is something I want to dive in a little bit more and pick on you for, because uh -oh. this is something that I, <laughs> I challenge you a lot on. And, and okay. it's, it's, uh, it's an awesome topic that you're bringing this up because I think it's the most important thing that people have to have to navigate in their lives. And it, you don't have to be a business owner for this. I mean, this could be really sure. interesting. I mean, the imposter syndrome, um, it, I, I haven't listened to a podcast of a successful person that doesn't mention imposter syndrome. You know, right. it's, it's across the board. Everybody feels like they have it. Just to your point, nobody really thinks that they know the most, whatever the case is. And sometimes yeah. that can take us away from you know, what we really actually want to be doing because it can distract us and say, okay, you know, right. I'm Melissa Weber yep. and, you know, I have 
high level of expertise in all these areas, but I don't know how to put my camera on the stand. So I'm never going to film, you know, it's like right. one little thing that could be really big, but right. instead of diving in and actually doing it, it prevents you from actually, you know, being present. And somebody would right. forget it was a, whether it was a quote or a podcast I had heard recently, it was about basically along the lines of like, you know, I'd rather give a ton of effort than just simply not giving anything, you know, failing is better than the alternative of never trying. What can you, can you speak on that a little bit in some of the trials and tribulations that you've had and how you've evolved with it? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I I think the hardest part is that you don't want to be embarrassed. Like no one wants to be embarrassed and be like, I don't know this or like, I told you I knew this, but really I don't know the full or whatever, like the, the, inference that somebody might have made about you or your business or or your anything that you're doing um so one thing is that like one of the first people who hired me to do a video like my camera and again I'm this is not my business is meant to be accessible and not for lack of a better word like bougie like it's not meant to be this fanciful like high production crazy thing um so like my camera I had it was on like a real weird setting And I was like losing my mind because I'm like, I can't get it to like film correctly. And there, she's like ready to go. And there were other problems uh, with the setup, not from my doing. So I had like a little extra buffer room of Google time. So I was just like, oh yeah, take your time, whatever, you know? And then I was like, oh my God, like I need to Google this right now, how to get this setting like to adjust. Cause I didn't know, like, I don't know every single thing on my camera, you know? And that's like the main part of my business. So, and it was something stupid. It was like, Hey, just switch this over. And then I did. And it was totally fine. But in the moment you're like, oh my God, they're going to find out that I'm full of it. I don't know anything and they're going to fire me and I'm not going to get paid. And then it turned out totally fine and great. And she loved it. And she loved the video. She's like, this is great. She, you know, it just, it, it's really easy to freak out in the moment or freak out that, um, you don't know how to fix something, but if you just like take a beat and you're like, everything is figure outable. You've probably heard that before. A lot of business people say that it's like, everything is figure outable. You just need to like take a breath, realize like what the solution, like go find the solution and then just address it. And if you have to have an awkward conversation with the person, like maybe you have to do that, but it's not going to be the end of the world, you know? So like, that was a, that was a bad first one. (laughs) No, it's, and I, when I think about like, you know, somebody like yourself and myself, when it comes to business, you know, we're just trying, we're trying to deliver really, really awesome product, but we're really trying to deliver amazing customer service that goes with that awesome product. Yeah. And so when that customer service is is compromised to some regard or there's a issue with what we're doing, you know, it, it can make us feel super inadequate. It can make us feel super yeah. insecure about what we're doing. And it's right. it's hard. It's very, very challenging to be in that position. And I'm just even thinking about that scenario for you. Like that's that's such a cool story yeah. to hear. I know it's like frightening for you, but I think everybody needs to hear that because how often do we, and myself included, I mean, I'm guilty of this all the time. Just, we speed so fast through life. We just go a hundred million miles per hour. We forget that, Hey, some of these mistakes can be, you know, a resolved by little things, but some of them, we're just not going to make them if we slow down. And then B to your point, if something does happen, you can sit there, take a deep breath and find ways to pivot. I mean, if this last year taught us anything, it taught us that not everything is going to be what we thought it's going to turn out to be Um, different, different challenges and different things that are kind of in your, so I appreciate the perspective and I appreciate your transparency on it. And it's something I feel like we have such good conversations about this. And the, the goal of this podcast really is to kind of take some of those conversations that we have on Mondays and really expose yeah. that to the, to the masses of people, because yeah, sure. I, I just, I walk away from all of our conversations. So energized and inspired, but it's, your, it's you being authentic. That matters the most to me. It's like, you know, yeah. if you just came every week and was like, telling me about your job and your business, I'd be inspired, but then I'd be like, but Melissa, like what's yeah. really going on? Like you speaking yeah. about being alone and being, you know, about there's challenges. There's always new navigations, new things that are popping up. Can you speak on an example of on a time where you've been doing something really well in your business, but also at the same time, like there's a challenge going on and how you've navigated that. Like I'm using example of like when somebody's really upset with you or somebody like, you know, it, you know, maybe, maybe, 
there's a miscommunication or something that happens in your business and and it makes you feel like you're oh, not yeah. doing a great enough job. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you have like your biggest month ever, or you just get 10 more clients. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and that's, it's like, it's hard because in the very beginning, especially it's like the good things are also hard. And so like, you're getting a lot of business, but also you don't have processes or like, um, structure in place to be growing at a rate of that, you know, that sort. And then you're also learning. So like one big thing that I had to learn was like, I'm getting referrals and business and people are like wanting to share the videos and stuff. And, um, I had somebody duplicate a video that I had, but they kind of like altered it. And I'm like, damn it. Like, okay, I need to come up with a terms of use clause. And like, you know, people had told me before that I should get contracts. You know, I've had a lot of really great people help me um, and advise things. And when you're in the beginning, you're just like, I don't really need that. And then you realize why you needed it because it happens to you. <laughs> so like, um, it's, it's like, I mean, right now is a great example. Like a lot of great things are happening and it, and it's exploding in a good way, but it's also like, how do I restructure the routine that I just finished making and make a new routine now? So, you know, like I'm having these meetings on these days, but now I need to switch the whole thing because I just can't manage the new amount of work the same way that I did even like two weeks ago. So I'm a big, and this is a thing for my corporate world is I'm big into like processes and creating infrastructure so that you can replicate systems essentially and helps you scale because you have replicate um duplicated effort you know it's like being able to create that environment is what's going to get you to the next level so to speak but like get like doing it is is miserable i mean it really it's just really hard because you're trying to maintain the energy of like oh my god this is great especially in like your and i's business where the interaction with the person is so important so like not losing the, the energy of why you're excited to be doing the thing that you're doing anyway, but then also realizing that there's all this back end kind of restructuring constantly. I think that's, that's been the biggest battle for me is just constantly re restructuring things because they are growing, which again, not a bad thing, but it's like, how do you do that? You know? No, that's, that's so interesting. Just hearing yeah. that. And I think it's, it's, it's humbling just to, just to kind of just dissect going through a lot of the things that you just mentioned, because it's so, it's so relatable to so many different businesses to myself included. And, and uh, like I said, I appreciate the transparency. And I appreciate you sharing this, this type yeah. of perspective because, you know, often, so, you know, we, we see the successful person and we see the product, but we don't always know, you know, how do they get there or what, were, what was the path or, or did you fall down 10 times before you got up? You know, what was, right. the, what was right. the case behind it? But one thing you're mentioning that I think is so important to, to hit on is, is preparation. It's how, you yeah. go about your day to day. I mean, we've, we spoke about this bunch, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's having a calendar. It's about being organized and it's, it's I'm understanding. Yeah. yeah. It's understanding that. Okay. Like it's not going to be perfect and you have to go into a room and you just have to go in there sometimes and you got to do your job. And even yeah. if you, it's like back in school, you have a test, you didn't study for it. You just got to take it. And that happens right. a lot. And when you're passionate yeah. and you're good at something, you get away with it. But sure. what you realize is that like, and I've done this tons, like, whoa, I actually prepared. I actually read the email that somebody sent me before I called the person. Wow. That just made that a little more efficient. That just made right. that a little easier. You know, I sound a yeah. lot more, you know, yeah. caring yeah. and attentive and things <laughs> like that. And so, so many of the things that you're speaking about is just, it's really resonating with me. And, and I think it's an important yeah. thing to just highlight yeah. for, for everybody. It's like, be prepared. You know, I mean, look at any of the, I, I use sports as an example. I mean, they always talk about Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, just like yeah. their preparation is crazy. Tom, uh, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl was mic'd up uh, in the beginning of the game. He's talking to the wide receivers before it starts. And he's like, guys, listen, you know, we shouldn't even be worried. We know every single thing they're going to do. All we have to do right. is execute. And like right. that mentality to me, regardless of if you like Tom Brady or not, <laughs> you, know <laughs> you know, it's You know, it's inspiring. No, it is. It is. It's, but it's like, and that, and again, that's true for anything. It's just like, but, and people don't know that they have that confidence that like Tom Brady has because they've never prepared like Tom Brady. So like, it's hard to feel like you're, you can, you know, obtain that when you have never done it. And so I think like, 
it's it's the process and the practice is like trying to come up with everything as a practice. Like you're practicing everything all the time. And that's where like me, where it's like, I have super high, like ridiculous expectations of things. It sometimes gets kind of, um, uh, overshadowed, I guess, is that when you can actually do the things that are prepping you, you do have that confidence because you've already done it. Like you, you already know all the answers to the test because you did it. So it's just like, it's crazy. It's, it's hard though. And I think that that's like, it's supposed to be hard. And I think that's, just what people, um, I think people think that certain people are just that way. Like Tom Brady is just Tom Brady. And it's like, no, Tom Brady works his ass off. Like whether you like him or not, like he is dedicated and disciplined and he does a lot of stuff that he does not like because he wants to be the best quarterback of all time. And so it's, it, you have to respect him whether you like him or not and whether he cheats or not. <laughs> but <laughs> not to get dramatic, but, um, you have to respect that he, he does put in that work and, and that's why he gets the results that he does. Not because he's just like was born and he's magically like able to have all of these, these, um, personality traits, if that makes sense. You know, no, what I mean? no, it totally does. And, and the next thing yeah. I'm going to kind of throw at you is, is something that just kind of <laughs> evolves. I would say I'm laughing for those of you that are listening on the podcast, because Melissa and I have such a great relationship that I feel like we can really <laughs> dig at each other and know what Uh-oh. we need to, what we need to say and what we can't say. But, you know, Melissa has shared a lot with us just in terms of, you know, the, the good and the bad sides of, of, you know, maybe where she's been at professionally, personally. And, you know, I, I think it's important to ask you the simple question, like you walk into a door, okay, walk through a door and somebody's on the other side of it and they immediately look at you and they say, Melissa Weber, it's, you know, so great to see you. What's the one thing that you feel most confident in yourself about, or, you know, the positive, what, what, what comes to your mind? Like, because you, we, so often we speak so much about like, what we're not good enough at, or we need to prepare an X, Y, Z's, but What's that one defining thing for you that, you know, at any given time, you could look somebody in the eye and say, I can do this for you. I mean, like, are you talking like a specific task or just like, just something generally speaking that life professionally, anything that, so my, my one thing that is like, I'll like, I could never take this away from myself. Like, you know, you can easily like talk good things about yourself away. Like, Oh, well, whatever. Like one thing that has been true for me for a very, very long time is my dedication and um, fostering of my relationships in my life. So my relationships are easily the things that I'm the most proud of in my life. Like I have really a lot of really strong relationships and this is not like a quantity over quality. Like I have a lot of quality people in my life. And I have those relationships because I've invested a lot of time and energy and emotional strife and emotion, you know, like it's not easy maintaining relationships for extended periods of time because we're all growing and do stupid things. And, you know, but for me, that has been something I'm pleasantly, you know, surprised to learn about myself over, you know, it's easy to say that at 20, when you have some high school friends that you've been friends with for four years, but now I'm 32 and I have people, you know, my whole life, my cousin is just like my best friend and we've known each other my entire life and we've had ups and downs and she's my best friend now. And like, it's just something I'm really proud of. And so now that that has really transpired and like, I mean, me and you, I feel like we're super good friends and we haven't even known each other that long. And so if I was younger, maybe that wouldn't have happened as quickly, but I'm very confident in that. Um, I'm able to like empathize with people. I'm able to listen to them. I'm able to really understand people and understand my relationship with them and figure out how can I help them? How do we have a good, and that's not to say like, there's plenty of people I meet that I'm like, I'm never going to be friends with you. (laughs) You Like, it's not like I'm friends with everyone. It's like the people that invest in me and I invest in like, we've been able to really make those relationships work and withstand ups and downs that were not that some people wouldn't have survived. You know, that's not to say that bad or difficult things haven't happened in those relationships because they can. And in business, that's going to happen. You know, you're going to have awkward conversations. There's going to be weird um, things that happen maybe over time, but if you're hoping to play the long game and you want to have those people in your life and, you know, clients, then you have to learn how to manage. Um, and I guess that goes into like some emotional intelligence kind of things, but 
that's something that I feel very confident that I'm good at. And also I put the time and energy into. So, well, the first question that you had back for me was in what in job in personal life and whatever the case was. And I want to point out that that skill, you could be really good at that at your job, but I'm sure you're really good at that in your personal life and it's vice versa. And I think that's something that is so important for anybody to be thinking about. You know, you might not know right off the tip of your tongue, like Melissa does, you know, because you've developed that you might be 20 years old and I don't know what I'm really good at. You know, I'm good at a lot of things, but think about those fundamental skills that you have that lives inside of you. And then think about how can you leverage that? You know, how can that make you better in your job? How can that better make you better in your family life or in your schooling or whatever the case is that can really help you in so many different areas. And I think that's the most important thing I I take away from what you just said there, because I can speak for, for myself and knowing that we have a great relationship and that you put a lot of pride in it. You're very active when you're friends with somebody You're you're a great communicator. And those are all strong things that are going to be equitable to, you know, being a client, to being a boss or whatever the case is. So I, I appreciate you sharing that because I know sometimes it's not always easy to say what we're good at. Like you said, like we can go through a lot of things and be like, yeah, I'm not really good at that or blah, blah, blah. And we know we're good at it. We just don't want to say it. Uh, but we have to have something that we wake up with every single day. And we know like, no matter what, I can walk in that room and I can kick ass. You know, I can, I can be better. I can, I can do this because of that. So yes. this conversation to me, like, I feel like we're going to have to have like five more podcasts in the future. <laughs> I know. There's I like, so many thing? things I feel like that, that we could speak about, but I'm, I'm yeah. my friend. I'm just so inspired by this conversation. This was, this was Good. awesome. I, this yes. is awesome. Just thank to hear. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming Fun. on and thank yeah. you for sharing your story. And I'm thinking about those people I'm going to send this to who are, you know, maybe younger girls, I coach or whatever the case is, or, you know, it doesn't matter gender, doesn't matter race, doesn't matter the person. Like I think anybody can be inspired by somebody who's just really willing to take control of their life and do something differently. And right now we all kind of need that inspiration coming out of COVID. You know, we're getting that, that light again. I know both of us are vaccinated, sure. you know, the weather's going to yes. get warmer after it stops snowing, you know, today, uh, there's right. a lot for us to be excited <laughs> yeah. about. So thanks for, right. for being on and for sharing your story. We appreciate Thank it. And, and let me, let me ask this real fast. Where can we find you? Like in terms of your right. media and all the different stuff so we can follow your journey after the show. Sure. So I think my primary Instagram is probably the best one. It's, um, Mel underscore K-A-Y underscore D-U-B. So Mel K-Dub. Um, and then Teddy Media Productions has got a website and other things. And that's kind of evolving as we go. So those would be the, the two main spots you can hit me. Follow the journey. Follow her on social media. Give her give her a comment, <laughs> kudos, whatever the case is. Uh, and make sure that yeah. you connect with Melissa because she's an awesome human being who's doing amazing things. And I'm not going to be surprised when I bring her back on in a year and she's telling us all about the <laughs> the next step that she's taking everything to in oh, her life. So yeah. thank you, Melissa. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you. Thank you, Mark.